every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time for what's going on. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All right, I've got some uh, quick update to our story in the last segment, then we'll get to what's going on. All right. All right. So uh, this this coach uh, bought all of the beer for the Portland State fans over the weekend, Gordon. Mm-hmm. He saw, uh, he paid for 2,064 beers. Uh, 786 Deschutes Fresh Squeezed IPA and 1,260 Coors Lights. Well, All right, so 2,064 uh, beers he paid for. Attendance was 3,124 for the game, meaning uh, each fan drank basically two-thirds of a beer. That is less than you would have expected. Way less than I would have expected. Wow. And some people did not partake at all, I assume. Well, I would guess. There's probably some kids there, too, that probably weren't throwing them back. But still. (laughs) You're disappointed. I'm extraordinarily disappointed. All right. uh, Let's get to to what's going on. Checking in with the other shows on the Zone Sports Network. Let's start out with DJ and PK talking about the Utah quarterback situation. But I I got to hand it to you, man. You were right. About what? You said it on Monday. About what? You you called it. <laughs> about what? <laughs> you appeared? <laughs> you called about it, About what? About what? You got to be higher. You, gotta, you, you can't. No parrot talks like this. You you nailed it. You said it. How old would that be? You said I should have told Kyle to start Cam, Cam Rising. <laughs> you, yeah. you were right. I got that one right. <laughs> when you heard he quit, did you think, oh, no. That that blowhard is just going to dance on my grave. No. (laughs) You should (laughs) have. He was 15-15 in the spring game, and look what he did to Weaver. Uh I almost told Yock to get that clip, but I thought, eh, I bury him so much. I think at the end of the clip I say, or is just Weaver in the spring game. It's hard being right all the time. You're just going to leave that part out, though. Well, I gave Frank two choices. It could have been 5,000 for 5,000 in the spring game. Who cares? He wasn't good enough. The Sugar Bowl. Who cares? Gremlins down in Round Rock, Texas, or wherever the crap he grew up. Who cares? It's here. It's now. I just don't think going out and getting somebody, bringing them in, they're not team first guys. We've seen it now. One guy transfers after five games, which was the entirety of the season, and the other guy transfers after three games. We've also seen freshmen tra- transfer after That's five fine. Or six games. That's fine. Bring in Cam Rising is a transfer. But don't bring in these one-and-done guys. That's what I'm saying. There's a huge difference. There can be, yes. There is. It's not can be. There is. All quarterbacks are 
are candidates to transfer. If every player and every coach is a candidate to get a better job if he's good enough. That and, and if you get out of your out of your bed in the morning and you get in a car, you're a candidate to get in a crash. I mean, those are yeah. You're looking for guarantees. You're not going to find them. So if a quarterback's in the in the portal and he wants to come to your school, and you think he's better than the guys you've got, you shouldn't take him. I agree. Well, now you've conflicted yourself. <laughs> you you love to try to paint me into. I just don't think you can go with an absolute on this. I do. Okay. Fine. That's I mean, not you, your way. If you Absolutes don't have, don't exist in your life. That's fine. If you don't, if you don't have enough quarterbacks and you need, then depth. recruit quarterbacks. There's plenty of them out there. And most these guys them. come in and they're all in. Until as they, long as they're, they're in. in, right? And if so I'm you the guy wasted bail. all this time, all of August, three games. You gave all these reps. To a kid, the second you benched him, he didn't even wait two days, gone. and he was gone. And now he's in Texas, bad mouthing your program. I don't know that, but <clears throat> and, and and this that idea doesn't take of, much imagination. Okay, uh, but I don't know that. Okay, if you do, so be it. it I, I don't know it. I haven't talked to it, but he's okay. got to be okay. thinking the O line sucks, the receivers aren't very good, but I lost my job. This blows. I'm transferring. Okay, fine, whatever. I mean, he's gone now, so. Uh, go. There's what I'm saying as far as transfers. If you need to go that route, there's plenty of younger guys. But these guys, when they see the writing on the wall, not that I necessarily blame them. I'm just they're, talking about what's good for the program. They're going to the next thing. He can go. Yeah. It's not four games yet. Right. Uh, so he's got the, the red shirt. shirt rule is right. there, right. and he can take another shot at another school next just year, just like Bentley did last year, yeah. and and this kid has done this year. Go get a younger guy. If you want transfers, there's plenty of transfers. And Kyle said it yesterday. I asked him point blank, stood right next to him, asked him about it. He said there, there are plenty of them. I'm paraphrasing, but you can go listen to it. It's on our website. Before, he's talked about there's so many people in the transfer portal, there aren't landing places for all of them. There's no shortage. Then go land some more if, that, if that's what you need. And I realize younger guys are going to transfer out. Tuttle is the primary example, and Shelley left too. Uh, they want to switch him or whatnot, and uh, and they they've had a slew of transfers and quarterbacks that have left the program. The one year they they signed three quarterbacks, and uh, Cox and Manning and some other kid. And I don't think any of them ever started a game. They all three left. That's just the way it is. I understand all that, but I'm talking about this specific type of player because this specific type of player is only staying if, if he plays. he's playing, right? Because the clock is running out, and they're chasing a dream that they're not, not going to, to achieve. Get, right. Well, we he all wants do to it. go to the NFL. He's yeah. a smaller guy. Yeah. We know what the NFL thinks of smaller quarterbacks. Right. They practically just dismiss him out of hand without barely looking at him. I mean, they will, but man, you're gonna be one in a thousand. Yeah, playing I mean, in the league at that size. There's a, there's a Drew Brees out there, right? Uh, but you know, so what? Uh, I, I I I look at you know if you're a big time program. You can go with a Justin Fields. You can go with a Joe Burrow and those types of players. I just don't know uh, the level of program that Utah is, which is a very high level, but it's not at that other level. It's not level. the LSU-Ohio State-Georgia yeah. level. Yeah. So don't compare yourself right. with how they've landed transfer quarterbacks. Right. right. So I would 
put them over there. What's best for your program? And to hear this, you know, and I'm hearing you all, Utah's where quarterbacks go to die. Yeah, well, uh, Tyler Huntley isn't dying. In the NFL. Yeah. So it's not true. Collecting the paycheck. You can say all that, but it's not true. There you go, DJ and PK from this morning. I beg to differ with PK. He's a good friend of mine, but he's full of it on that one. Okay, how so? A lot of quarterbacks have gone to Utah and died, or at least not performed at a level that uh, was expected of them. Uh, he pick out, yeah, you can pick out Brian Johnson. Okay, he had a great year in 2008. You can pick out Tyler Huntley. Had a great year in 2019. What about all the other years? Was that because of Utah or because the quarterbacks weren't that good? Oh, uh, it's probably a mix of the two. Again, when you look at what Jake Bentley did at South Carolina and you look at what, what this kid Charlie Brewer did at Baylor and then look at what happened at Utah, something's wrong. Something's wrong there. And it's undeniable. Really? Why didn't those guys, if they were that good? And I, I, I don't know. I'm just playing the other side of the argument. Guys can transfer but, and but be very why, productive. That's why right. didn't they go to Georgia or Alabama? Well, I mean, I don't know. But look at what he did at Baylor. All right. But they were on the market. They were out there, much like Joe Burrow was out there after Ohio State. All I'm looking at is 10,000 yards of passing. Okay. In the, you know... In a competitive league, so why Jake Bentley's playing in the SEC? So why didn't Georgia say, "God, we got to get that well, guy"? Who cares? But that—that's the—that's kind of what the point they were getting at is that are the grad transfers that you can get at Utah anything special? Well, You're not going to get Joe well, Burrow. I mean, look, You're the, not track, gonna... the track record is not very strong. But whose fault is that? Right, but. Uh, is it the is it the fault of the university or was the play like is Charlie Brewer awesome and just not awesome at Utah because of something that they did? I would expect him to. Well, look, okay, Baylor had a system, but if you have that quarterback, why not adapt to the system? You know, I, I this whole idea that you have to play a certain way with a certain uh, because the coach says so is stupid. Adapt to what you have, and if you have a quarterback who could be very productive in that kind of system, then use that kind of system. Look at Troy Aikman when he was in Oklahoma. He breaks his ankle as a sophomore, plays in three games. The fourth game, he breaks his ankle, and so he sat out. And Barry Switzer changes the offense to a, back to a wishbone. And Troy Aikman says, I'm out of here. He goes to UCLA and has a great college career. Goes on to a great pro career. Okay, I'll accept that if Charlie Brewer turns out to be Well, he, uh, look, I'm not saying one way or the other, but all I know is what he did in other, what both those quarterbacks did in other places. Very productive. Okay, so we'll see how productive Charlie Brewer is at his next stop. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But all I know is what he's already done. That's well, we what saw I know. Him in three games of Utah, it's not like he he got a limited opportunity. I mean, we got to see how it is on the field, and he got all those reps in spring and fall camp and all that. So what happened? I don't know. He wasn't awesome. Oh, all of a sudden he sucked. Yeah. Uh, I think it's much more complicated than just that. I think there is something to Utah being a developmental program. 
and that's not really where they've buttered the old bread over the years is transfers and that sort of thing. They, they, they don't get the highest recruits, but what they do get are athletes that they believe in and that have the right man, mindset where they can get better and develop into better players. And, you know, that probably is going to go by the wayside more now that transfer rules are different. But that's how Utah's had success. I mean, honestly, you want to look at Tyler Huntley. They, they, he was good as a senior because they started him as a sophomore. Because they sat down a senior in Troy Williams, who, in my opinion, and I guess people can argue, my opinion was a better player at the time. But they went with the younger guy to develop him and turn him into a suitable player senior year in hopes of having a special season, which they almost did. And he was good. But so, that, was a, that was a quarterback that they developed. I mean, if you look at Utah's transfer quarterbacks over the years, it's not a great track record. Yeah, I agree that they the got, best way to do it is to develop your quarterback. I, that, that's, that's, that's a better plan as far as I'm concerned. There are exceptions, and those guys, DJ and PK, they, they named a couple of guys, Justin Fields and uh, Joe Burrow. I mean, it worked out really well for them, but they were really talented guys. So... I, I would agree that it's better to get a guy young and take him through your system and, and develop him and get him ready to go. But listen, Kyle Whittingham's a smart dude, and he's sitting there looking at Charlie Brewer going, okay, we got a guy who we can work with here who can take us to another level. That's what he thought. That's why he elevated him to the starting position. He thought this guy was going to do that. And then what happens? You put him in the game and the offensive line doesn't protect him. And you've complained about the receivers. Mm-hmm. So what? Is she going to blame the quarterback for that? Well, I just blame is kind of a funny thing. Do I blame him entirely for all the losses? Against San Diego State, you can blame a lot of it on him because the offense didn't work when he was pulling the strings. Yeah, I well, I, so, that much is a fact. Yeah. I, I know that. We'll see what Cam Rising can do. I, I know that, that Kyle Whittingham has been high on Cam Rising. I mean, he, he likes him. High enough to recruit over him twice. <laughs> exactly. But um, maybe he thinks that, that this kid, obviously he does, can help the Utes out. But to say that Utah isn't something of a pit for quarterbacks since Kyle Whittingham took over there is, I don't know how anybody can deny that. Yeah, yeah, you look at Brian Johnson. He did all right. for He was up and down for a while. And then you look at Tyler Huntley. He came on strong as a senior. Playing in the NFL now. What about everybody else? Well, and they were average at best. Part of my argument was uh, about running the ball more and being more pro style. Is Utah has a tough time recruiting quarterbacks? Well, I mean, so look, I mean, let's you say can, Travis you can say that these guys were great, and it and Utah <laughs> somehow got in the way of their development. Well, I'm, not, I'm not saying I don't know whether they're good or not. All I know is they didn't flourish at Utah. Travis Wilson was was fairly highly thought of coming out of high school. And he he gets in the game, and suddenly a turnover is the worst possible thing that can happen. Next thing you know, Travis is throwing the ball on a down and out five yards out of bounds. Because the last thing he wants to do is throw it where the defender is. But unfortunately, he also threw it where the receiver wasn't. And that, that I, that's part of developing quarterbacks, man. It's just it's, it's not a great environment for that. That's my opinion. And I think the record bears that out. I mean, yeah, you can go back through Utah history and you got your Scott Mitchell out there and guys like that along the way. 
But since Kyle took over as head coach, the quarterback record is not good. Well, were they getting those quarterbacks before? I mean, you mentioned Scott Mitchell. Well, Scott Mitchell and Alex Smith are the two that come to mind. Yeah, Mike McCoy had that yeah, nice year in 1994, right. right? He was okay. Our guy, Frank. Let's not forget about Frank. But, I mean, it's not like they – I mean, Who was the guy back in the 60s? Lou Grosscup? You fans don't want to hear this, but they don't have the track record getting quarterbacks that BYU does. Or if you want to compare them to other schools in the league – you know they don't have the track record getting quarterbacks. If you're if you're a quarterback and you're getting recruited by multiple Pac-12 teams, you're probably going somewhere else. Well, I, I tell you, if I were a great quarterback, I I'm not I wouldn't want to play for Utah. But that's been true for a while now. Well, it's been true ever since Kyle took over. So how are you going to go to this throw it around the yard offense? I, that's what he said he wanted to do, and you thought it was a good idea. I did. <laughs> But that was assuming they had a decent offensive line. And they had some receivers who would catch the ball. You, and so you now they tried they that. Been... They tried that, and it kind of crumbled on them. And so now I agree with you. They need to go back to basics. But in order to do that, they have to rebuild that offensive line. And those guys have to create some space. And you have to develop a running back who won't fumble. Your best running back fumbles. Well, and your your and your other running back, pretty good catching the ball out of the backfield. But I don't know whether, like you've well, said, that he's a he's a difference maker. Well, speaking of, I mean, I I hate hate talking about this because it's such a horrible story. But because it's a horrible story, maybe we didn't talk enough about how Ty Jordan left a really big hole on that roster, and and bless Makai Bernard because he stuck around and and he's had uh, certainly some production this year. So I don't mean for this to sound so critical, but speaking of transfers, the Mad scrambled to the transfer portal to somehow figure out to tape together a running game to replace a superstar like Ty Jordan was was and on his way certainly to being. There's no doubt about that. It's probably more difficult than we gave it credit. And we thought, and I'm guilty of this. You say I never admit when I'm right here. I'm admitting when I'm wrong. Well, I just pa- thought that Utah would identify a stud right? and that they had that's him on the roster, the and past. that's what they always do. And and the truth is, is those guys probably bounced because Ty Jordan was so good, and then they were left the Utes. They were left scrambling on on who was going to be their their you know bell cow. But if you're going to say that uh, transfer quarterbacks coming to Utah aren't going to be that good, you would expect running backs to be pretty darn good. Why? Because the record is there. You go to Utah, you're going to probably end up in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, but this is the problem with running backs, though. Or with transfers. Sorry, not running backs. Transfers. Is, you know, they'd be playing at Oklahoma. Or they'd be playing at LSU. If they were those home run hitting Running backs. That's the problem with. Well, they were good. They were good enough for Utah to sign them up. Well, because they needed them. What else is Utah going to do? Well, yeah, but they have a reputation for having a great run game. So you would expect them to be able to draw in guys that. There's all kinds of reasons somebody might go. You know, just like I said, the Troy Aikman example. I mean, he goes to Oklahoma, and just because he transferred doesn't mean he's he's crap. No, but it's the timing of it. I think is is more my point. When all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you got to go scramble to add players. It's not like you just have your pick of the litter. Yeah, I mean, there are examples like we talked about with Joe Burrow. I mean, was he a crappy quarterback? Is that why he transferred? No, Urban Meyer once again made the right wrong choice when he was picking a starting <laughs> quarterback, which is something that uh, Urban Meyer has done multiple times in his career. Yeah. But 
I'm not I, I would expect Utah no, to be I'm, at a point with its run game and its run game reputation that they, somebody looking for an opportunity who had real talent, because not only does the player have to decide to go to that school, the school has to decide to offer them a scholarship. Well, you, you, you hit on a key thing there, looking for an opportunity. How many players were looking for an opportunity yeah, at that I, exact moment when Utah needed them? That's the problem. Is because it's one thing to go to a stud freshman out of high school and be like, hey, listen, I don't know if you've heard of the Dirty Bird, Jamal Anderson, but you know Utah's got a bit of a history. And all of a sudden having a, a vacancy on the roster of a really key player and going into the portal and go, oh my gosh, who's available? You're at the mercy of who happened to transfer for whatever reason. Yeah, that's true. It's true. But anyway, my point being, sorry we got lost in that discussion a little bit. My point being, maybe that was something we underestimated a little bit, replacing a player like that. And we kind of just assumed that because of that reputation with Utah, it would be somebody. Yeah. And I don't think we've seen that yet. And, and hey, we'll throw the yet on there because all of a sudden maybe, you know, Thomas figures out his fumbling problem. I don't know. Maybe- I, I think he would have been the guy if he if he hadn't fumbled. Hmm. I, I think he had real potential. And I don't want to talk about him in the past tense. Maybe he still does. Hang on, hang on, hang on to the football. He's uh, listed third on the depth chart this week. Hmm. All right, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, our friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He is Andrew. And hey, maybe there's a little something missing from your love life. Uh, maybe that that spark. You know, ED affects a lot of guys, Andrew, and that's why you're here to help. It does affect a lot of guys, and there is way too much pill popping going on out there. I am yet to meet a man that enjoys taking the pill, going to the pharmacy, the side effects. This technology uh, at Wasatch Medical, the acoustic wave, with pressure waves, it opens up and regrows blood vessels. And if you think about it, erectile dysfunction is a blood flow problem. Uh, That's what it corrects. We've got 50 clinical studies, including new ones just this week, showing it's safe, it's effective, Uh, There's no side effects. We're talking about treating the root cause of the problem. That's the thing, right? The the root cause. Fix what's wrong. Don't treat the symptom like we've been doing for so many years. Yeah. If you uh, take the pill to mask the symptom, you have to take it the next time and the next time and for the rest of your life. Now, men go through our treatments. There are a few short 10-minute sessions. They can eliminate the pill uh, so that the blood flows in the bedroom where they want it, when they want it. And we've heard story after story from our patients about how the stress melts away when they don't have to be a prisoner to that timing game. 801-901-8000. That is the number to call. Get in and see the doctor in a little more, right? A lot for free today. It's the assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound. Uh, A chance to ask the doctor all the questions that you may have. Uh, He'll do that free. You get the gift that produces pretty powerful results in the bedroom. I think you'll really enjoy that. And if you're like so many men that feel like you have a need for testosterone, the blood work and the actual testosterone is free to our patients today as well. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. All right, we'll have more for you coming up next. We're going we're gonna to do uh, Doc Rivers a favor. Straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. 
Time to bring in Nick Ford, the Youth Center. For you guys who've been around, you're used to being 3-0 and at this point in the season. It's been a long time since you weren't. How different does it feel now as you start conference play, basically to not be 3-0? and We're pissed off for greatness. It's not something, you know, you can sit here and dwell on because it will um, topple everything over. And looking at it the way we're looking at it, we know our mistakes. We know what we have to fix. We know what we have to get done. And we still have an opportunity to turn everything around. You know, there's still nine games of conference play. We're 0-0 zero zero right now as we see it. That's why I said the team is very uh, optimistic right now and willing right now because we see what we have in front of us. We understand what just happened, and we understand that we cannot continue to let that happen. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Sports Network. Cougars at 30 update. Here is Mason Wake on this edition of uh, this week's edition of Wake's Takes. Told us what the Cougs can do better. It's just little things, the small, simple mistakes like false starts or just something like that that are just drive killers and just penalties. Uh, we didn't have a ton, but as far as just making mistakes, just like MAs, and we need to just clean up those little things and we need to start fast as an offense for sure. This update brought to you by Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Whether it's a classic Rickster, Killer, Handsome Rob, Pastrami, Fajita, or Killer Breakfast Burritos, don't forget the best shoestring fries out there. Marley's Gourmet Sliders will satisfy any hunger just off I-15 inside Timpanogos Harley-Davidson. That's Marley's. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Utes kick off Pac-12 play with a battle against the Washington State Cougars. Your home for the best coverage of Ute football is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. All right, Gordon, uh, we've talked a lot about the Ben Simmons saga there in Philadelphia. Yes, we have. And there are a lot of uh, reasons, but uh, one of Ben's issues was uh, Doc Rivers not having his back after uh, the playoff loss last year. And we all remember the the infamous past layup or dunk or whatever it would have been. Mm-hmm. And he passed up on it. and. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Now he's demanding a trade. Well, Doc Rivers, the good doctor himself, went on uh, Stephen A. Smith's show. Is that still called First Take? Even though, uh, what's his name, Kellerman's gone? Um, And kind of odd that Doc actually doing this interview. I mean, he actually said at one point, you know, I don't do a whole lot of interviews. It's like, no, you don't. Kind of bizarre you're doing this one. But uh, I think, Gordon, it was to kind of calm the waters. Mm. with Ben Simmons. Okay. And uh, he talked about those comments that he made after the playoff game seven. Here you go. I want to correct that because I I would love you guys to play what I said. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, and I've told you this before, Stephen A., never said what was reported. The question was asked about Ben. It was the first question after we just lost a game seven. My answer was, I'm not answering any of that stuff right now, guys. I don't even know how to answer that. 
that had nothing to do was about Ben. I was basically saying I'm not answering that crap, those questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, what disappointed me, and I don't, you know, I don't do this media thing very right. often. You never see me do that. Right. Um, it was being portrayed that I was out there saying I don't think we can win with Ben, and I do. I, I told Ben that the next day. Um, what, what really disappointed me was the next day I went on and said, guys, I know exactly what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And no one heard it. They just kept running their narrative. So, you know, I've been in sports a long time and, and I'm not rep- misrepresented very often. But in that case, I was. Uh, but it is what it is. All right, Gordon. So, uh, Doc, months later is going with the fake news. I was... What did he say right there? Misrepresented? He did. Now, should we judge for ourselves? He said to play the tape. Shall we play, Let's play the tape? Yes. All right. Uh, here Now, actually, and, and we can play this later if we want. Uh, he was wrong on one thing. It was not the first question that he was asked at that press conference. He was asked a different question and went about Ben Simmons and had a pretty thorough answer about it. But let's, let's play the famous exchange here. Doc, you think Ben Simmons can, can still be a point guard for, for a championship team like the one you guys want to become? Yeah, David, I don't know that question or the answer to that right now. Um, you know, so I don't know the answer to that. That was less than a ringing endorsement. And far from, I'm not going to answer that question right now. <laughs> A far cry from... He said, I don't know the answer to that. Yes, he said, he I don't know. He didn't say, I'm not going to answer that. No. It was said, being portrayed that I was out there saying, I don't think we can win with Ben, and I do. Let's, Doc, you think Ben Simmons can, can still be a point guard for, for a championship team like the one you guys want to become? Yeah, David, I don't know that question or the answer to that right now. I don't know. That sounded like, yeah, that's really up in the air. <laughs> Far yeah. from, I am not going to address that at this moment. Far well, I, cry. I think that's the way Doc was feeling in that moment. Maybe he changed his mind, and if he did, okay. But don't deny that you said yeah. what you said. I'll tell you what happened. Daryl Morey couldn't move Ben Simmons, and now they're trying to salvage his trade value any way that they possibly can. You know, Jake, I don't do this media thing very often. But when I do, it's to call y'all liars. <laughs> When everybody, over there, you, you dog, when everybody you. can go right to the tape and hear for themselves. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of that broadcaster. Have you heard this? A TV guy in Kansas who is a Kansas State fan and called on a TV broadcast, called the Jayhawks a, a play on words on their name. And the word he used it isn't necessarily a bad word, but he used it in a disparaging way. Just a word that rhymes with Jayhawks. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we'll go ahead and should we play that? Let's go ahead and play that for you. Here you go. You don't think they're overrated, and the, these Jayhawks, Jayhawks. Well, what do you mean? During our ten o'clock sports report last night, I was having a discussion with Frank Bowl. We were this talking the about day. the Kansas Jayhawks, and somehow, some way, I don't know what happened, but it got out on the social media today that I used a derogatory term in talking about the Kansas Jayhawks. Believe me, folks, I would never ever go on the air. That's not what I am all about. I've had my go around with Jayhawk fans, but I would never say what I have been accused of, and I just wanted, I felt compelled to get that out today. Thank you. But you did. Can you play and it one more just time? just played the Jayhawks. You don't think they're overrated, and the, these Jayhawks. Jayhawks. Mm. 
I did not do that. I don't know what you internet weasels think you heard. What but I, I have been accused of, and I just wanted, I felt compelled to get that out today. Yeah. That's a little doc right there. A little, <laughs> that's a little, I was, I said, I did, I'm not going to answer the question. Not going to do it. Reminded uh, me even further of uh, Dave Chappelle's skit with Rick James about Rick James putting his feet on uh, on Eddie Murphy's couch. My brother had these brand new couches. They were suede, right? And he gets on the couch and says, why don't I stretch out? <laughs> and just started grinding mud on the couch, man. See, I never just did things just to do them. Come on, I mean, what am I going to do? Just, just all of a sudden just jump up and grind my feet on somebody's couch? Like it's like it's, you know, something to do. Come on, I got a little more sense than that. Yeah, I remember grinding my feet on Eddie's couch. I've got a little more sense than that. Yeah, I grinded my feet on his couch. <laughs> I would and have never. I remember doing that. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did that. Hmm. Come on. You're Come saying on. I said I didn't know if Ben Simmons could be a winning point guard. I never said that. Can Ben Simmons be a winning point guard? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And sometimes things are said, you know? Sometimes things are said. And you're angry or you're upset in the moment, and then later you think, uh, I probably shouldn't have said that, and, and I really don't want him on the team. I'd prefer to get rid of him. You know, so I don't know the answer to that. We can't get rid of him until we you know, get something in return, so better polish this up. Well, he didn't do a very good job. <laughs> well, I mean, what can he say? I mean, he, he should have gone with the the former Michigan president and talked about the bad sound system. <laughs> <laughs> That's the direction he should have gone. Michigan. He should. Oh, I, the, the microphone I was talking into. I said I'm not going to answer that question, and it came out. I don't know. I don't. You need to talk to the IT guy or the sound guy or whatever. Where's Jeremy? He knows how to do these sorts of things. These What's microphones the, can be they tricky. They just pick up the wrong words all the time. Yeah. Should have gone with that. Should have gone with the bad sound system <laughs> explanation. It would have been better than, the problem than play is, the tape. I did not say that. The problem is that everyone could hear it the first time, and everyone can go back and hear it again. Well, that's not how it came out of my brain. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I would never. What did that guy say? I, I've had my run-ins with the Jayhawk fans. But I would never. I would never do that. Except for you did. Quite uh, explain to me what this would be all about today. I thank you so much. (laughs) And one of the things that makes me so proud is the tradition of Michigan. <laughs> oh, bad sound system. Bad sound system. You know, it just it distorts everything and it makes it sound like I'm drunk. It does. It's the it's the sound. I had somebody. I had two people fired over that. I'll tell you. <laughs> the sound system. Yeah. Look. I mean, we all say things. We all say things at times that we probably shouldn't say. But if you say it, then say okay. I I, I screwed that up. I'm sorry. And move on. But don't reinvent what you said. 
or to say that the, the sound system was bad. That, the great coaches that we have in Michigan. The woman's inebriated. I mean, anybody with a brain knows that. It was the sound system. It was all the sound system. They had that drunk filter on. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Yeah, I, I didn't say that. I, I said, I, I'm not going to answer that question. No, you didn't. <laughs> it's no. funny because he, he can take, <laughs> he can take, you know, it's it's similar to what he said, but with a whole different meaning. Uh, that Michigan thing is too funny. We can play I mean, that, that all, I all day, every day. Athletic to be funny. directors that we have in Michigan. Man, that's... Uh, you know, it, it's funny, but it's sad. I mean, <laughs> what school president gets drunk during a football game, though? Probably they, most of them. Do they? I don't know. Probably. You know, if you're going to mix speak, it, mixing it up with the rich boosters. That's that's the that's the part that I always didn't get. Like you have to address one hundred thousand people in person. <laughs> Just hold off till after. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you this. I've been the best man uh, in my life once for my my buddy Brandon, an amazing human, and uh, had a really fun reception. But do you know how many cocktails I had before I had to get the toast? Zero. <laughs> you know why? Because I didn't want to be that guy. Oh, bride and groom. Nobody wants to be that person. So if you know that you have to speak at halftime and that there will be a hundred thousand people there, just uh, you know, uh, have a sprite for the first half. <laughs> how many did you have after? Try, oh, yeah, knock yourself out after. But, you know, before, when someone comes up to you and says, hey, would you like to have a gin and tonic? You say, you know what? Hold the phone until halftime because I got to talk. <laughs> I got to talk to 100,000 people. Uh, Austin, yeah, give us Doc's uh, original comment one more time because I just want to make it clear to our listeners what he really said. And from that point, you can draw your own conclusion. Doc, you think Ben Simmons can, can still be a point guard for, for a championship team like the one you guys want to become? Yeah, David, I don't know that question or the answer to that right now. Um, you know, so I don't know the answer to that. That's pretty clear cut. Pretty yeah. clear cut. <laughs> I said, uh, I'm not going to answer that. No, not really. He didn't say, yeah, he could be. He played poorly here. But he could be. But we believe in him. Yeah. He said, I don't know. Uh, yeah, get back to me on that one. You guys watched the game, right? <laughs> I, I think that question answers itself. Next question. Michigan. Michigan. It's the sound system. <laughs> oh, man. All right, stay tuned. Market update coming up next. <laughs> it is, uh, we've got Christian Cox at 4, David Locke at 5, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Utes open up Pac-12 play as they welcome in Washington State for an early start. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch the Ute pregame show Saturday at 10.30 with the postgame show immediately following the game on the Zone Sports Network. Ah! From Monday morning to the postgame press conference. 
Nobody brings you better coverage of youth football. You ready? Yeah! The 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey guys, the big show here for our friends at Trajan Wealth. That's T-R-A-J-A-N, Trajan Wealth. You can go online at TrajanWealth.com. And I'll, I'll tell you, Gordon, something my family has been mulling over a little bit lately, and that is estate planning. I uh, am a father, a father of two, and heaven forbid something uh, were to happen. Uh, it's all of a sudden in my life uh, become a priority to uh, figure some of these details out, and I've got to admit... I don't know the first thing about it. And uh, as saw, we talk about Trajan a lot. It's so important to have someone you trust when it comes to matters like this that are oh so important to your family. A lot of times we get caught up in what's going on in the here and now. And it's good to live in the present, but you can't stop thinking about what the future is going to look like, Jake. And uh, take it from somebody who is a little farther on down the road than many others, uh, many of our listeners. Uh, when you get to the point where I am, you're going to want to have had a good plan in place. And I can't stress that enough, Jake. I mean, really, for the benefit of all our listeners, I would encourage you to, even though you're caught up in what you're doing in the present, think about your future and secure it. So whether it's uh, fiduciary, investment, management, life insurance, annuities, or yes, wills, trusts, and estate planning, Trajan would be happy to help. They're local. They're here. 801-899-7600 is the number to call. 801-899-7600. Or you can jump online, as I mentioned, TrajanWealth.com, T-R-A-J-A-N, Trajan Wealth. Uh, advisory services through Trajan Wealth, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Estate planning services through Trajan State. That's 801-899-7600 or online at TrajanWealth.com. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Utes at 50 update. Here's Britton Covey talking about uh, non-conference being in the past. Conference play will bring new opportunities. That's one thing that we're trying to focus on, and it's so much easier said than done, but blocking out all the noise, all the expectation from the outside, is hard to do. It's really hard to do, but I think right now it's easier for us to do because a lot of people have written us off, yet we're going into something 0-0 in Pac-12 play, 0-0 in a way, and so it's exciting. It's us against the world. This update is brought to you by Davis Vision. Back to school sale going on now. Get $1,000 off LASIK and get rid of those contacts or glasses forever. LASIK can be an affordable option and financing is available. Don't wait. Call today 801-253-3080 or online davisvisionmd.com. That's Davis Vision. College football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Zone is giving away tickets to every Utah, BYU, Utah State, and Weber State home game all season long. Listen for your chance to win tickets to see the teams you're passionate about right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All the old paintings on the tomb, they do the sand dance, don't you know? If you move too quick, go away. Big 
show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for a market update. Brought to you by our friends at TridayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit TridayTrading.com. How did the markets do today, Gordon? Up all the way across the board, Jake. Good news, finally. The Dow was up 1%, 338 points just over that. Tell me more. The NASDAQ <laughs> was up just over 1%, 150 Point four five points. Tell me more. And the S and P was up just shy of one percent, forty one point four five points. Tell me more. All right, all good news. Woohoo! Our guy Christian Cox is going to jump on with us coming up right around the corner. Uh, we'll get uh, some thoughts on the Utes from Christian. Let's see if Christian can uh, say something about what he said in the past that he is trying to erase or edit. Has he ever said anything in the past? I mean, he did say that Charlie Brewer was the best quarterback since Brian Johnson. I didn't remember that. On this show. Did he say that? Do we have that? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) May have been a promo. (laughs) Oh, boy. So Christian's bringing that heat coming up next. Stay tuned for that. David Locke at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. But right now, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our friend Andrew Reinhardt. If you're out there suffering from ED, suffer no longer. The good folks at Wasatch Medical Clinic are here. What's going on, Andrew? Hey, that's right. If you're out there, maybe you feel like you're too young to have erectile dysfunction, too healthy, Uh, you're more normal than you think. My opinion is the worst thing you can do is nothing at all, because ultimately it's the relationship that suffers. Now, this technology is a pretty major medical advancement that we use. It's called WAVE technology. It's backed by 50 clinical studies, including Cambridge and the Cleveland Clinic, showing that it opens uh, blood vessels, improves circulation, and you can just imagine what more blood flow in the bedroom uh, would do, it can get rid of the erectile dysfunction, and thank goodness it gets rid of the, uh, the need to take the pill as well. And you guys are loving all these studies that are coming out, uh, really talking about how effective it can be. In fact, uh, you mentioned earlier, you got a new one this week? Yeah, we do. Uh, there are a lot of studies, and this one out of the Cleveland Clinic is really interesting. It was just done in the last year. And it says that there was significant increases, along with clinical increases, to blood flow after men had taken the treatments. Uh, Really significant stuff. They also noted uh, that no side effects were reported. And I agree with that. We've never seen an adverse side effect. This is treating the root cause of the problem. It's restoring intimacy and helping relationships for so many men. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. That is the number to call. Get on the schedule. See the doctor. And you always do so much for our listeners. Yes. A lot of value today. The assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound to test those blood vessels. That's a cool process, by the way. That's free. You'll get the gift just for coming in that produces immediate results in the bedroom. And if you feel like you have a need, a lot of guys do. The blood work and testosterone to our patients is free today as well. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. Christian Cox joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Now let's get this party started. 
This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Blake Anderson, head coach at Utah State. Obviously, all of us are looking at your quarterback right now, wondering how his health is and what the potential is for him to play in the upcoming weeks. Oh, he'll play. He took a tough shot. He really did. And he could have probably played, but just didn't feel like he could be very effective. And Andrew came in and did a phenomenal job, obviously, with his legs and made some big throws to help us win that thing. But I think he'll practice without a problem. He'll be sore, but would expect on game day that he's ready to go completely. He's tough and he's been beat up before. I think uh, just that particular night, the back was just at a point where he just didn't feel like he could be as effective as Andrew was. And and he told us, Coach, I I think he's got a better chance of getting us through. I just don't think I can turn on the ball like I need to. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.